Hey, listener, are you happy with your current chicken wings? Do you wish you had something a little saucier? If you answered yes, then it might be time for you to break up with your old chicken wings and get a new honey. Lemon pepper wing from Popeye's. Share the wings with your friends so they can see it's time to move on, too. Head to Popeye's and get six-piece honey lemon pepper wings for $5.99. At participating U.S. restaurants, price may vary. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Yo, what's up, everybody? It's me, Bully Ray, and welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. Today, I am joined by Ryan McKinnell because Dave LaGreca is out pulling his hair out. Uh, word coming out of the WWE that Kenise Mobley, new writer and on creative, went on a podcast and said that she knows absolutely nothing about pro wrestling. We'll talk about that. Also, John Cena making his return to the WWE. When? We don't know, but we'll be talking about it. Are you excited for it or not? Me and Ryan McKinnell will discuss right here on the Busted Open podcast. Turn it up! The big piece of news to take away uh, comes from the land of John Cena. And really, uh, as we talk about the land of John Cena, it's kind of uh, uh, synonymous with Fast and the Furious. As Fast and the Furious 9 uh, drops, well, right now, this weekend, a big moment for John Cena as he gets that role in Hollywood is uh, Dom Toretto's brother. And uh, Cena was on The Tonight Show last night with Jimmy Fallon promoting his new upcoming movie in Fast and the Furious 9. And he was asked about uh, coming back to the WWE. So Cena was on with Jimmy Fallon. Fallon asked him about a return to the WWE, and this is what he had to say. He said, those rumors are true. I'll definitely be back to the WWE. I just don't know when. So Bully, uh, there's a little bit more, but the main takeaway is Cena saying, the rumors are true. I am coming back. I guess the question now remains, when is that return, and do you think we see him at SummerSlam? I mean, it's either got to be SummerSlam, the Rumble, or WrestleMania. I'd like to see John back into the mix as soon as possible because I think they need star power. They need star power quick. They could use some help. Uh, People are talking about uh, last Friday night on SmackDown, they popped a little bit of a rating. And this Monday on Raw, I mean, I don't know if you call a 1.75 popping a rating, but it was a little bit bigger than normal. Um, right. I, 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 unfortunately, it's not the storylines. It's not the character development. It wasn't the uh, actual pro wrestling, which I thought was really, really great this past Monday night on Raw. <clears throat> it's the gimmick match. And, one, and that gimmick match, Hell in a Cell, 
one of the conversations that me and Dave had last week was about gimmick matches, whether it's AEW blowing through so many gimmick matches right now, or whether it's the WWE relying on something like a Hell in a Cell. I mean, between last Friday, um, Sunday at the actual Hell in a Cell pay-per-view, and Monday, didn't we get four Hell in a Cell matches? Yeah, we did. That's to me, that's a lot. Oh, there's no think? question. Yeah, it was absolutely. It was overkill. Now, I wonder, Bully, as I watch that, because what what do those three shows, I, I don't want to say have in common. Well, they do have a common. What these three shows have in common is that they're all on different networks, right? So you have Fox, you have USA, and then you have NBC with Peacock on the streaming on Sunday for the actual pay-per-view Hell in a Cell. And, and I just wonder... Bully, as we get on to these relationships, you know, the WWE is not home on one place anymore, right? It's seen on all these different platforms. I'm wondering if these platforms are lobbying for bigger matches because the disjointed sort of approach to that, Bully, none of that made sense. Like, why are you giving it away on Friday and Monday when we all tune in for the pay-per-view? It just, it was so, so, so drawn. It was, and also, not only was it drawn out and too much and oversaturated, it was uncharacteristic characteristic from something that we're normally used to seeing from the WWE. They don't do stuff like this. So I wonder if they were trying to, for lack of a better phrase, right, serve multiple masters. I'm sure they were. I mean, if you listen to the rumors out there, once um, the USA Network saw that sell on Fox, they were were asking for it also. Um, I don't know if uh, Vince felt the pressure. Vince normally does not feel the pressure from any of his networks. And if he's going to feel pressure from a network, I'm sure it would be <clears throat> Fox more than USA, despite that they have a, a, you know such a great relationship. Yeah. The moving of the cell match to Friday night with Roman and Ray. Uh, did you ever really think that Ray Mysterio was going to beat Roman Reigns in a Hell in a Cell match? No. I, I, I didn't bully and and I, I think we're entering dangerous territory and another reason as we talk about a return of John Cena uh, Cena last night on Jimmy Fallon confirming that he is returning to pro wrestling he just doesn't know when um, we need an influx of of interest here bully because as legendary as Rey Mysterio is and and obviously Friday being the flagship show and and you know the table set for some mystery and some curiosity right there was none and there hasn't been in terms of Roman Reigns for months now in terms of is someone actually going to beat him no we recognize he's doing the best work in the company it would be insane to take the belt off him right now and you need to find someone that is that natural foil John Cena is that natural foil the rock down the road seems like it could be that natural foil maybe a returning edge with a different storyline could be that natural foil but there's only a few names that you can realistically see taking that title off of Roman Reigns and no disrespect to Ray on Friday night that wasn't that moment And that's why I did not have a huge problem with them moving that Hell in a Cell match to Friday night because it was a treat for the the WWE universe, especially those watching on Fox, obviously. So I I never thought Ray was going to win. So move that match. What I had a problem with was the Monday night Hell in a Cell match. Uh, We have a Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. We get it. We moved one match to SmackDown. But then we had what I believed was a very gratuitous one on Monday night. Let's get back to the Cena stuff. I do believe it's a good idea to bring John back. John is one of the biggest stars in the history of the WWE and probably the last of his kind, uh, a WWE performer 
who is able to get more over than the company actually is. And we'll, we'll never see the likes of a Cena or a Rock or an Austin again in, in that respect. Uh, if Cena comes back, you obviously want to bring him back in front of fans. Do you mm-hmm. bring him back for that very first Monday Night Raw in front of a live crowd? Do you do the traditional uh, save Cena until like the week before for a buildup and then at SummerSlam? Do they need him at SummerSlam? Uh, I, I really can't. My opinion is this. The sooner the better. We got 70, yeah. uh, how, let's see, 50,000 seats to sell out at SummerSlam. And the WWE is promoting this this. SummerSlam pay-per-view in Las Vegas as like a destination pay-per-view slash, uh, you know, vacation weekend. Is that enough yeah. to, to, to sell the place out? I'm not quite sure. Is the, is the fact that it's SummerSlam enough to sell the, sell the place out? I'm not sure. Is the fact that we're on the other side of the pandemic and people are just clamoring to get out? Is that enough to sell the place? I'm not sure. I'd like to see one of these returning stars pop up as soon as possible for the benefit of the company. We got Cena on the horizon. We probably have Brock on the horizon. We'll most definitely have Edge on the horizon. And in the distant future, maybe The Rock. So, what I mean, we don't know where the Rumble is, or at least I'm not uh, savvy on what, where, where the Rumble right, is. Right. But we know Summer, SummerSlam's got a lot of people, and WrestleMania next year is about 101,000. So... They got their work cut out for them. To me, it's an all-hands-on-deck situation. And I'm with you, and and I think you talk about the destination that is going to be SummerSlam in Las Vegas. Let's not forget this is going to be a SummerSlam airing on a Saturday opposite a Manny Pacquiao-Errol Spence fight here in Las Vegas. I think that they're saying something when they book it on a Saturday in terms of what to expect and the excitement. And I also think, uh, Bully, and you can speak to this obviously a lot more than I can, but in terms of Vince McMahon giving back, I know we're going to talk about creative here in a little bit in Raw, and, and I know we have plenty of things to say about Vince on this show, but, you know, smiles on faces, right? Butts and seats and smiles on faces, Bully. I do think that Vince McMahon on some level wants to give back to the fans after 18 months of not having that 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 synergy between the crowd and the fans. Like, give back a little extra, right? SummerSlam's probably going to sell out, Bully. I would imagine it's going to just because of the pandemic and fans missing out on big events, right? But, but, but how much better would it be to have a little Brock Lesnar, to have a little John Cena to bring back those names and to blow it all out on a Saturday night in Sin City. You know what I'm saying? Now, with SummerSlam, and this is courtesy of Evil Ed dropping the knowledge there in the chat box for us, uh, about 41,000 fans are expected to be at SummerSlam right here across the street from me at Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. As it stands right now, Bully, uh, ticket sales look pretty good. It's looking like it's going to be a sellout or about a sellout right now uh, uh, after we've taken a look at the pre-sales. So question to you, I'm with you in the sense that I want Cena's back as soon as possible i was a guy who went to the cm punk uh john cena SummerSlam match in 2011 and booed cena i booed cena a lot as a fan over the years i've grown to appreciate him in ways that i never thought i would so it's kind of weird for me to say that i want him back as soon as possible but i genuinely do the question is from a business standpoint though if SummerSlam is already looking like a sellout does vince and the wwe do do they want i don't want to say waste cena but do they want to bring him back that quickly when maybe you don't need him at least in terms of filling it, asses and seats 
if you don't need them for the asses in the seats, then you need them for the subscriptions to the network. Now, I don't know how that works out with Peacock. Does the W does Vince yeah. really care about how many more subscription subscriptions Peacock gets right now? I mean, he sold off the network to Peacock. So I'm not sure where the uh, if there's a financial interest. I think the interest right here from the WWE is in the fans' best interest. Do we want to bring back one of the most beloved superstars in the history of the WWE? And some people like you might hate him, but you're still excited to see him back. <clears throat> Do we give the people someone that they're going to be excited to see? Whether you love him or you hate him, you're going to be excited to see him. You're going to be excited to see him win. You're going to be excited to see him lose. At the end of the day, he's still John Cena. And John Cena is going to bring a lot of interest to the product. So if we're going to sell out, that means we hold and we have to hold Cena off. Do you hold him off all the way to the Rumble? Oh, I, 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 I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I don't think you can. And I'll tell you what, Evil Ed, Ed Robinson made up a great point. What did you just say, Ed? Because I, I like what you had to say here. Cena's savvy. He would not throw right. this out there on the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon just out of sheer blue. Oh, you know, coming back to the WWE. There's a plan in place. He wouldn't do this if there wasn't something going on behind the scenes, my opinion. I mean, sure. I mean, and that could be... So did you throw it out there just because you're coming back to SummerSlam into to a venue that looks like it's going to sell out? I mean, sure, why not? If, if you... To me, the big deal is AT&T Stadium. Uh, not, yeah. Oh, Texas Stadium right now. It, it's WrestleMania, 101,000 people. So you have your roster right now who, despite doing a phenomenal job, you know, Ryan, it's interesting. <clears throat> For a sports entertainment company, they're getting the pro wrestling really right and not necessarily the sports entertainment because the wrestling that we see is really, really good. So the roster that they have right now, are, are they selling out 101,000 seats at WrestleMania? No, I don't think so. No. That's no. why I think you need to bring Cena back. That's why I need, think you need to bring, at, at the very least, Brock back also and go in with two huge main, main events. I mean, the obvious main event that I would like to see involving Brock is Brock and Roman just for the Heyman response. And whose Absolutely. side will Paul Heyman be on? And that that's that is a perfect story. That is the the quintessential WWE storyline that will play on week after week. And with Paul working so closely with Roman and obviously his history with Brock, I think that they will come up with some very intriguing stuff. Cena yeah. Lashley, does that do anything for you? Oh, I think absolutely, especially when you look at the fact of, of Lashley's path to this moment, right, uh, in terms of uh, leaving the WWE, coming back, building himself up, obviously carrying the belt through a lot of the pandemic after he took it from McIntyre, and and Lashley and Cena sharing that history. Bully, they're basically from the same generation. They've been running side by side now for about 15 years. I'd love to see them have that moment in a big stage. I think that'd be really cool for a lot of fans. And if there was one talent who could use Cena that is not a Bobby Lashley or is not a Roman Reigns, who do you think it could be? Ooh, who could use Cena? Uh, well, 
That's a good question. Edge maybe, but I mean we've seen that. I don't know if that neither one of them need need each other in that regard, but in terms of asses and seats, I think there could be a, an interesting story being told there. I I the, the list is so short for Cena bully because you don't come back for anyone. Who did you have in mind? I don't know why this name pops into my head. <clears throat> and it's not necessarily a marquee marquee match, but what about Matt Riddle? Um, I don't hate it. You know, I like Matt. Obviously, uh, I, I've covered him in mixed martial arts and everything. And I love see I love RK bro. I think it's one of my favorite things on Monday. I, I just don't I think he's a he's just a little too low on the totem pole right now. Uh, bully. Uh, but in theory, yes, I would love something like that because Riddle could use that. Uh, Ed makes a great point here. He said reverse those bullies, uh, reverse those bully Bobby and Brock and Roman and Cena. I actually like that to go back to what we said to start the show. I think Roman needs a little bit of that mystery. We, we need to see a matchup with Roman and, and think, like, could he potentially lose this match? You throw Super Cena in there against Roman, that curiosity is now immediately there with me, and I think, hey, Roman might actually lose on Saturday. So is it a question of do you go into SummerSlam with those matches and then flip-flop them at WrestleMania? Yes, potentially. Potentially, or we let's see how money in the bank plays in in the briefcase because I think Brock Lesnar and, and, and all that, that could play into a factor as well. The reason why I like this discussion is because none of it is, nothing immediately comes to mind. We can't read the writing on the wall because like you just yes. brought up, you know, money in the bank. Um, if Cena comes back, if Brock comes back, we got Lashley, we got Roman. There's so much potential matchups and storylines right there. The writing on the wall is not crystal clear. Where does Edge play in? The Money in the Bank winner, as you said. And this is what I like. I like not being able to figure it out. I don't yes. want to figure it out. I don't want to watch <clears throat> Monday Night Raw or SmackDown and go, okay, they're going to do this, this, and this. And I'll say like eight out of ten times, Pretty much, I got it figured out before it happens because they've become so formulaic. Bringing these talents back, I don't see the writing on the wall. Now, I know a lot of people chime in on social media and they go, oh, no, they're going to do this, they're going to do this, and they're going to do this. Right. <laughs> no, I think there's a bunch of possibilities here. And the WWE needs to do anything and everything to confuse their fan base right now. And when I say confuse them, I mean keep them interested. You don't want them figuring it out. A lot of fans are confused as it is. Me, Dave runs his head into a wall every Tuesday because he's so <laughs> damn confused about what he sees on Monday nights. So let's confuse them in a good way. Let's have them scratching their head after every Monday night and they're all going, wow, I wonder what's going to happen next week. After every Friday, wow, I wonder what's going to happen next week. I'll be damned if we can't use some deep, interesting storylines right now in the WWE. And these are the, these are the superstars and the heavy hitters who can give it to us. Ladies and gentlemen, we are live! Sirius XM Fight Nation is your home for the hardest-hitting combat sports talk you'll find in the world. Whether it's pro wrestling, MMA, or boxing, join the conversation with us at 877-FIGHT-93 anytime from 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern as we react to the hottest storylines, most intriguing matchups, and more. Oh, my God! Your home for the best all-day combat sports talk anywhere is Sirius XM Fight Nation, Channel 156. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters 
both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors No Prep No Mess Meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. WWE's newest hire for Monday Night Raw, a comedian and writer by the name of Kenise Mobley, um... Is 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 making news and for all the wrong reasons in the pro wrestling world, uh, bully. Um, we're about to get to the audio from what she said, but essentially, what Kenise uh, let the pro wrestling world know is, "Hey, I'm the newest hire to WWE, and uh, I know nothing about the product. What's up with this Bobby Ashley guy?" <laughs> Dear creative team. I'd like to introduce you to our newest hire. Her name is Kenise Mobley. Let's welcome her to the team. Yay! Uh, 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 boss, uh, uh, Kenise seems like a really nice lady and all, and uh, I know she's a comedian. She says some funny shit every now and then, but, uh, boss, we're in the pro wrestling business, and uh, she doesn't know a goddamn thing about pro wrestling, boss. <laughs> Well, that's exactly why I hired her. She's perfect for the job, damn it. Now go get me a rare steak and a black coffee. <laughs> You're a genius, boss. I'll be right back. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I got a lot to say about this, and I hope LaGreca calls in too. But you know what, Ed? Can you... First of all, Kenise Mobley, I, I know nothing about the, the lady, you know, on a personal level. Ab- absolutely zero. So this is, has no, this is not a personal thing. But um, I'd love to hear the audio 
from the podcast she was on because the world of the WWE that I come from, agents and producers and people on creative are supposed to fly under the radar. You're not supposed to be known. We're not supposed to be talking about you. But we're about to be talking about her. So, Ed, evil Ed, if you would be so kind, sir. First of all, congratulations, but also, like, kind of a random thing, right? Am I allowed to say that? Yes, I mean, given, like, the things that you know about me and, like, my entire life and, like, what I'm into, yes, also a surprise for me. They did not require me to know anything about wrestling, but I do have a background in film production and comedy writing, and they're like, perfect. Come on in. <laughs> so I do have a background in beating ass bitches. Uh, I mean, I did take Krav Maga for a year, so okay, I can okay, okay. do a little. Well, um, but they they won't. I would love it if they asked me to wrestle. They won't. Did you watch wrestling as a kid? Not at all. Oof. Bully, bully. Hold on one second, because I can see I can see the energy stewing inside you. That is WWE Monday Night Raw newest hire for the writers' room. Kenise Mobley, comedian on the Asian Not Asian podcast. That's where you can hear that full interview. To your point, uh, before we get into the X's and O's of this, and, and what exactly how ridiculous this all is, bully. You brought up a great point. The fact that she's even talking about this, this isn't something that you're used to from WWE employees, like at all. There are agents and producers in the WWE, like a Hurricane Helms or uh, or TJ, uh, uh, TJ, TJ Wilson, right? Uh, Natty's husband. Yeah. What's his last name? Okay, so every once in a while you you see TJ or Hurricane or um, maybe some of the agents who are former wrestlers on there talking about the product and maybe defending something here that recently we saw a hurricane hurricane put a yeah. stamp on a, of approval on uh nikki uh super nikki cross's you know new gimmick that's yeah. fine but to hear somebody on creative when was the last time you heard somebody on a creative team currently like employed right now out there doing interviews I can't. I I maybe like Freddie Prince when he was on the team. Even then, it was super limited. Very very rarely, bully. Very rarely. And I don't even remember Freddie doing it while he was employed by the WWE. I thought it yeah, once he, he left he the creative been, yeah. team. Okay. Yeah. So you might it's be right. odd to have somebody talking about it for, first. Um, I don't blame Kenise for throwing her name in the hat. She probably saw some. She was probably looking for a job. Up comes this uh, job for a uh, position in WWE creative, and here's the pay, and here's what we require of you to do. So she's like, "Screw it, why not me?" Throws her name in the hat, and she gets the job. Is this her fault? Not at all. Not at all. No, bully. It's the WWE's fault for not understanding. What, I, I don't. I, I want to say like understanding it, their their willingness to seemingly accept anything or their desire to grab people and creatives from outside the world of pro wrestling because I feel like that's almost something Vince goes out of his way to do at times and I I think sometimes bully it reflects in the product because listen to this quote as Kenise continues talking on this interview she says so I am on the Monday Night Raw team so there's Monday Night Raw and Friday Night Smackdown and the people I know that are on it are Bobby his name is either Bobby Ashley or Bobby Lashley and I really should know that he's like this giant black guy and he and the people who are part of his crew I know that they call 
or at least as of last year, they called themselves the Hurt Business. The Hurt Business. They wear suits, and they're like, we're cool. Uh, bully, when you hear that, it, there's just such a disjointed understanding of what we're all doing here. Like, what? Now we got a fucking problem. Because first of all, you shouldn't be on a podcast. I mean, if you want to be on a podcast talking about your outside interests, that's fine. God bless you. But you shouldn't be on the podcast talking about the WWE and that you're on creative and, oh, hey, I know nothing about wrestling and then go out of your way to prove it. You don't know who the world champ, what the world champion is. Now she did say Bobby Lashley, but she was like Bobby Ashley, Bobby. Lashley, I think, and then she then she said, "I probably should know this." Oh, really? You probably should know who one of your world champions is, or you write for Monday Night Raw and you don't know exactly who your world champion is. Here's my comparison, Ryan, and you'll get this. Jimmy Smith, our very own Jimmy Smith right here from Fight Nation. Yes. Admitted. Yes. I have not been a fan of wrestling since I was a kid. I tapped out on wrestling. I don't watch wrestling. I kind of like Mr. Perfect back in the day. Jimmy knew nothing about pro wrestling. As a matter of fact, when I was on his show, he admitted, I know nothing about wrestling these days, but we were talking about Brock and MMA. And then LaGreca was on and Jimmy said, gotta admit, Dave, I know nothing about pro wrestling. But at least Jimmy Smith, as Gabby said he would, did his homework, sat oh, down yeah. at that table week one, knew who everybody was, sat down week two, knew more about everybody, wasn't botching people's names. Jimmy Smith did his homework. So Kenise Mobley should be doing the same thing because now when she appears on a podcast, she's a representative of the WWE. Yes. More importantly, a representative of, of creative who seems to come under fire at all times. And now, not only do you not know anything about pro wrestling, you got the job, which is on the w, is the WWE's fault, but you don't know the name of the world champion? You're Ooh. confused by his name? <laughs> Ryan, I know that at, at times, uh, would it be a fair assessment that, that you are you are a bit more liberal with your thinking when it comes to anything in the world, wrestling, uh, uh, politics, uh, music, anything, yes or no? Sure, yeah, absolutely. Pro-worker, uh, progressive, liberal, sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. Make an argument yeah. for this woman. <laughs> <laughs> actually, actually, I can, and I'm so glad you segued it that way because this is really good. Kenise also in this interview, and, and this is great because this is something I wanted to talk about. She talks about how they offered me this job. I'm working at a nonprofit. It's three times the pay. Why wouldn't I take it, right? So this is a product of, of in, in, in Kenise's case, the way I see it, um, a struggling artist, a struggling creative who has her hands in, 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 in a few different pots, right, trying to, trying to make money where she can, and this opportunity comes along where this company, this billion-dollar corporation that has streaming deals on Fox, USA, and Peacock, or not streaming, but, you know, entertainment deals, you get what I'm saying, right? This entertainment yep. conglomerate, they offer you a job at three times the pay. They're essentially throwing money at you, and they're not doing their homework. They don't know that you're calling Bobby Lashley Bobby Ashley. They're just like, yeah, you got, you got, you know, experience in TV production and comedy, great. We'll hire 
fire you. This is not a Kenise Mobley problem. This is a WWE. This is a workers problem. You just can't throw money at a problem and expect it to fix itself. You need passion. You need education. You need understanding. You need work ethic. And I'm not saying that Kenise doesn't have those things, but I think we can pretty unequivocally say, Bully, she doesn't have those things for the business of pro wrestling. And that is unequivocally. It's going to hurt the product. How can it not? It, it definitely does. And as we know, the WWE is in the sports entertainment business, not yeah. the pro wrestling business. But if you're going to hire somebody to your team, at least they should know who the sports entertainment world champion is. And not, uh, I think they call themselves this. Or I think, and then I think it was the Hurt Business about a year ago. I'm sorry. Not good. I put it, I'm putting 50-50 blame here because if I'm in the WWE, I'm not hiring somebody like Kenise Mobley. And when I say I'm not hiring her, I'm not hiring her because of her lack of experience in the pro wrestling industry. Right. But now the other 50% of the blame goes on her. Now listen to this. I checked out her Twitter. You ready for okay. this one? All right. Yes. I hope you got enough gold bomb on because your balls are really going to be tangling <laughs> after this one. About a, about, a couple of, about a couple of days ago, she goes, so excited to start my wrestling job. Maybe someone will finally tell me what a heel is. Heel spelt H-E-A-L. Maybe oh somebody will finally teach me what a heel is. Ryan, mm. on behalf of me and you <laughs> and Dave LaGreca and Tommy Dreamer, and Mark Henry, and Gabby Laspisa, and Ed Robinson, and Mike the Video Guy, and Marissa, the head of the channel. I would personally like to invite Kenise on to Bust It Open so Uncle Bully could properly bring her up to speed on what a heel is. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, Bully. You, you got to, I mean, listen, I, I, I love the extending of the olive branch. I don't know if we're going to hear from Kenise, but if this, are we, like, this is so clear that this woman has no understanding of pro wrestling because of the way she's tweeting and the way she's talking. She has no, and I am not wishing her any sort of ill will or lack of success. I hope she's a writer for WWE for the next 10 years. She's a comedian. She seems like a hard worker, black woman in America, all these things. Like, I, I'm rooting for her, but it's so clear that she has no idea that industry she's in because bully she just walked into a hornet's nest now she didn't just walk into it she took a fucking baseball bat to the hornet's nest lit that bitch on fire and is doing a seance and a dance around it playing with the devil like this is i i, I it's just very clear what's happening and what's happening is kenise mobley has no idea about pro wrestling the culture the workers the art nothing and 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 i again i don't see how they and she's talking about it which is not doing herself any favors bully if she were to say Matt Griddle, or if she were to say, uh, you know, um, I don't know, uh, uh, Rikoshi and not Ricochet, if she botched one of those names, all right. But Bobby Ashley, uh, or maybe it's Bobby Lashley, I don't know. That is a horrible, horrible look. And the WWE that I know does not like horrible looks when no horrible looks should be there in the first place. They do everything they possibly can to keep a very happy, positive, um, paint a happy, positive picture about the company. People on that creative... Ed Kosky. Do you know who Ed Kosky is? I don't, bully. 
He's the head writer of WWE Raw. Okay. He's one of the head writers there. Maybe Ross right. Whatever it is. Ed's been there since I okay. was there in 99. Oh, Remember wow. that one interview that Ed Kosky did? I don't. I don't. I, what are we talking about? I exactly. Because Ed Kosky never did a fucking interview. <laughs> <laughs> I walked right into that one, didn't I? <laughs> well... It does. It does beg the question, Bully. What 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 does happen with Kines? Is this uh, you know is this over before it began? Because I, I'm sure uh, the WWE is paying attention this morning, right? Um, they pay attention to everything, okay. Yeah. And as I like to joke around, they listen and they listen intently, and they're going to hear what we have to say, and they're going to take it a little bit to heart. Listen, I'm not wishing anything bad for this woman but i just don't know how you get around this one because she shouldn't be out there in the first place you're you're making everybody look bad yourself creative bobby lashley vince because what she's basically saying is that somebody hired me that doesn't know what the hell they're doing Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. Busted Open is part of the Sirius XM Podcast Network. The executive producer is Ed Robinson. The associate producer is Gabby Laspisa. Andy King is the director of sports podcasting for Sirius XM. Special thanks to SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Marissa Rivas. SiriusXM Podcasts. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.